Hey, this is Paige Craig, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Hey, this is Dean Wilson, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. sound garden there chosen by our in-studio guest john moeller we also have doc smith in studio again episode 84 ready to kick this thing off we got a really uh, good lineup tonight some guys i've never uh one guy i've never talked to before adam c and cirillo pretty excited about that we've also got the guys from lap king we have kevin coleman who's a new owner of oak hill and then at the end of the show Ryder d francisco Get to talk to him again, coming off a big weekend at Mammoth. Uh, so let's get these sponsor reads out of the way and we'll do a little uh, intro before we get to our first guest. So as you guys know, the show is brought to you by Shuck Socks, the original number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. No one likes replacing fork seals, so ask your local motorcycle shop about Shock Socks or go to bermsmotorsports.com. You can also find them on Instagram and Facebook. When riding dirt bikes, protection is key. All Sport Dynamics wrist braces are the helmet for your wrists. Top riders like Wesson Pike, Adam C. and Cirillo, Joey Savacci, Alex Ray, Major League Baseball players, NFL players, pro bull riders, and also uh, Shane McElrath, who got his first overall this weekend. He wears them. Uh, visit motor- motocrosswristbrace.com for info and follow them at wristbraceguy on Instagram or email me at darksidemx3 at aol.com. Also, Five Star Roofing of Texas. They do residential and commercial jobs. Whether you're looking for composite or metal roofs, fences, custom patios, pergolas, or even metal buildings, Chad Mayo and Five Star Roofing of Texas can handle it. They they offer a moto discount, and they are a proud sponsor of privateer John Short, who will be back to the series very shortly. Follow them on Instagram, Facebook, and their email is all Five Star Roofing of Texas. Or give Chad a call at 214-402-8565. And let all our sponsors know that the Moto X Pod Show sent you. Last but not least, oh wait, we got two more. I, I missed one. The Moto X Pod Show is also brought to you by Mad Jack Synthetics. Dane Evans and Mad Jack Synthetics is an independent dealer of Amswell Synthetic Oils. They are riders, racers, and just all-around fans like we are. Uh, they love motocross. Dane Evans is a nationwide, uh, nationwide with customers and warehouses all across the USA and Canada. You know Amswell supports Moto and is the leader in oil technology. Contact Mad Jack Synthetics at 805-531-9551 or at madjackdiesel.shopamzoil.com. Follow them on Facebook at Dane Amzoil Guy, Instagram at Dane underscore Evans 393. And last but not least, our girl Char with MX Girl Designs. If you need a new set of graphics for a vintage bike, a modern bike, a pit bike for your van, trailer, if you want them for your your house, I don't know. Any graphics you need, Char can take care of it. That's MX Girl Designs. Contact Charlene at char at mxgirl.com. Guys, John, Doc, what's up tonight? 
Oh, not much. Just hanging out at the Moto X Pod Studio. Glad to be here. Yeah, Glad you could come much, in, guys. What's that, Doc? Said nothing much. Yeah, uh, you you aren't completely thrilled about being on air, Doc. You no, you I was weren't not you were not warned ahead of time. You're in there playing some video games with one of your buddies. Yeah. But but DJ TJ said uh, Doc's gonna be on air tonight. You need to work on your. Uh, I keep saying uh, I got to work on that on your podium stuff. Hang on, guys. Just read it. What's up? How do I listen live? Oh, uh, okay. So is that JC? No, this is a one of my buddies. Okay. Uh, yeah. So if those are listening, we cannot. You can't listen live. We're Not we're a little yet. bit janky. As <laughs> soon as this thing's done recording, we'll post it, and within an hour or two, it'll be up on iTunes and all the podcast apps. So, okay. yeah. Unfortunately, we don't have any way to listen live right now. Not um, yet, guys. Yeah, we're working on it. Um, thanks to our Patreon customers, that's good. That that keeps growing. That's going to happen hopefully sooner than later. We've got a lot of uh, new Patreon people. After I made that statement, I guess, last week that you had till Wednesday night in order to get in on the prizes that were given away, we had a whole bunch of people sign up that night. I don't know if you guys saw the Instagram. I posted a bunch of pictures at Muddy Creek this weekend. I got a helmet autographed by Blake Baggett. I got an autographed Austin Forkner jersey. All kinds of stuff autographed by uh, Eli Tomac, Michael Moseman, Cole Seeley, a long list of stuff that we're going to be giving out to some of these Patreon guys, along with some other stuff that's going to be show-only stuff. So that's coming up. You guys remember we have the helmet giveaway coming up soon that Kirk Hunter with Extreme Colors is painting for us. It's a, it's going to be an X, Moto X-Pod show, fly racing, Extreme Colors, custom-painted helmet that we're going to give away. All you have to do is let me know, let TJ know, let the guys know on our social media somewhere. Email me at darksidemx3 at AOL. Let me know you listen, and we'll get you in the list. And also, tonight we're giving the Amsoil four-stroke kit giveaway, so we will come up with a way to do that here shortly. And I have a correction. Um, I've been talking about the Independence Day Pro Cup coming up in Nakona, and I talked about the payout, and I don't know if you guys have been following all that on social media. Have you seen all that? Yeah, and Doc, I you don't, seen dude. It. Whatever, dude. All right, so I'm I'm sorry I'm a little disheveled tonight. I got in here late, last minute, but I've been saying that it was a twenty-five hundred dollar four fifty pro purse, purse and a fifteen hundred dollar pro purse in the two fifty class. And uh, Chad Mayo got a hold of me and let me know that that's incorrect. So here's what I've got. Both both pro classes, 200% paid, payback, paid out through the top 40% of the class, plus $100 per hole shot, three moto formats. So three hole shots, that's 300 bucks. 450 pro class, $2,500 additional purse, paid out to the top three as follows. First place, $1,250. Second place, $750. Third place, $500. Unless one racer sweeps all three motos. Then the first place winner wins all three motos, gets the entire twenty five hundred bucks. You thinking about racing, John? Man, I wish I could, but having just made the move over to Texas, I yeah. have to go back to Louisiana this weekend. I wish I could run. That's a lot of money. Uh, and then the two fifty pro class is fifteen hundred dollar additional purse paid out to the top three, and it pays out seven fifty five hundred two fifty unless you sweep all motos. But check it out; it's on Facebook. Uh, it's the Independence Pro Day Independence Day Pro Cup at Nakona Park. It's really cool. Lap Kings are going to be out there. A lot of awesome giveaways. Um, so anyway, let's talk about Muddy Creek real quick. we got a few minutes before we get Adam C. and Cirillo on. What do you guys think? I'll be completely honest. I was at Three Palms all weekend, and I have not gotten to see any of the action. Uh, I thought it was actually a pretty good race. Honestly, it was a lot of mix-up. Yeah, how about that 250 class? I mean, yeah. it is just like 
Do you know it's the crazy. results, John? I do know the results, and wow. I mean, Jay Martin, that first moto, it looked like he took a huge chunk out of the points. Yeah, he did, uh, yeah. The gap that he had, and then I hated to see him, you know, hear about the news of him going down in the second moto. Cause yeah, it, wadding himself. It is, uh, it's like every round we're getting a major shakeup. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the guys, like, we were out there. Amber and I went to the race, and, you know, the guys that were on the podium for Moto 1 were not on the podium for Moto 2. It was completely different. I mean, Ferrandis gets second overall within 11-1. That's crazy. I have never heard of that. And yeah. then McElrath won with some kind of crazy score. Yeah, I think he was. was like a six, something, another. Yeah, like, I don't remember what it was. Like, I think it was going to be a 5-3 originally. I'd have to go back and look at my notes, but. It was a hell of a day. A lot of good racing. Uh, you know, Eli got a bad start. Second moto has to really work hard to get up and to, to still wins the overall. But it was pretty exciting. We we had an amazing day. I got to thank everybody out there, uh, especially Ted Parks Sr. He always takes care of us. Got us hooked up with the VIP. Had a lot of fun hanging out. Got to hang out with Weeds and all those guys. I had a blast. Not going to get to talk a lot about it right now because we're short on time. But we will get to it eventually. Um, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to take our first quick little break and get set up for Adam. Episode 84, we're back. Our first guest of the night is a guy that I have wanted to have, get on here for a long time. He is brought to you by Allsport Dynamics. When riding dirt bikes, protection is key. Allsport Dynamics wrist braces are the helmet for your wrists. Top riders like Weston Pike, Adam C. and Cirillo, Joey Savacci, Alex Ray, and Major League Baseball players, NFL players, and Pro Bowl riders all trust Allsport Dynamics. 
So get with Jeff Brewer at Wrist Brace Guy on Instagram or email me, DarksideMX3 at AOL, for uh, any interest you have in those. Our first guest of the night, Pro Circuit, Monster Energy, Kawasaki, number 92, Adam C. and Cirillo. What's up, Adam? Uh, not a whole lot, guys. How you guys doing? We're doing good, man. We, uh, Like I said, we're out here in East Texas. It's hot as hell. Just got back from Muddy Creek. Um, just kind of want to talk to you, though. Let's talk a little bit about what you got going on right now. You just got back from Italy. How was that? Uh, yeah, actually, you know, went over to speed. I actually went to uh, Barcelona, Spain for the MotoGP um, over there. Just, I went with my buddy Cole Seeley. I figured we were both, you know, we're both injured, both obviously not taking part in the outdoor motocross series, much to our dismay. But figured we'd get our minds off it while we have a little bit of time. And, um, you know, obviously I'm coming off an of ACL surgery post Supercross and, uh, you know, was able to kind of schedule the rehab around a little four-day trip to spain and um yeah i just got back actually sorry for the uh little bit of a voice problem i think i caught a cold on the way back a little bit but uh no man we had a really good time over there it was, it was a lot of fun so off what you said two things now that i that brought up two of my questions the first one you went to moto gp i hear that's really awesome but what i want to know is what do you see that they're doing that motocross supercross can incorporate to improve this, the whole thing, whether it be fan experience, racer experience, what do you see going on over there? Yeah, I mean, first of all, the MotoGP over, I mean, I've been to a MotoGP in the United States before in Austin, Texas, yep. uh, actually back in my rookie year of Supercross in 2014, and uh, that was epic, but man, Barcelona and, and the European fans and the vibe over there is, it's just next level, it's crazy how into it they are, and um, I, I think, I really think the the whole vibe and the whole atmosphere, um, certainly in MotoGP, just, just the passion of the fans is is really what drives it. And I really feel like we have uh, the same thing in, in dirt bikes. So uh, actually, Cole Seely and I, we were both trying to kind of figure that out. Like, you know, what can we do differently to kind of bring this atmosphere back, you know, into Supercross and into outdoor racing? And um, it's a difficult question. It, it really is, obviously. Uh, you know, MotoGP, you know, let's face it, it's more popular. There's more people into it, more people going to the events. I mean, there was like 150,000 people, it seemed like, um, at this place. It's, it's got to be, you know, there had to be at least 70,000, 80,000 people scattered around the whole track there. Wow. So, you know, and, and obviously their, their TV ratings are big. And uh, But I was just talking about that with a friend today, too. I was just, man, it seems like we have everything uh, you know, everything necessary for the sport to go to the next level. Um, but everybody that, you know, even people from outside the industry that I kind of try to, you know, get into, to get into the sport, they start watching it, their friends start watching it, you know, from an outside perspective, right. they have a lot of fun with it. And, uh, you know, I think, I think our sport really, you know, it's been trending up, you know, with the, with the TV ratings and all that stuff. And, um, I think it's only going to continue to, you know, to climb and, uh, hopefully we can, you know, reach that level of, uh, you know, that MotoGP5. That would be crazy. It, it would be, man. I mean, I'd love to see, you know, and I don't know if this is where it starts, but some of these teams coming in, guys like, you know, TPJ and the HEP Motorsports <laughs> team, more teams coming in, bringing in more sponsors, giving more riders places to go. Um, I think that's a key thing to get that th- that started because you right now there just isn't a lot of spots for – other than the elite riders, you know, there's not a lot of places for guys to go, especially outdoors, to make any money. Absolutely. I mean, I think I think anybody that's making main events on a regular basis uh, in the, you know, especially in the 450 class, I think they should, 
in a perfect world, they should be on a, on, you know, have a team to go to, uh, have resources and, you know, kind of be on the level playing field as far as being able to ride during the week and, uh, and do all that stuff that we get to do, um, you know, as well as make a living at it. You know, some of those guys back there, they're really, uh, you know, they're really not making a living and, you know, they're, you could consider them one of the best supercross racers in the world. Uh, right. You know, some of the best people in the world on dirt bikes are, are not making a living, and, and that's unfortunate, but um, I just think we're, we're not at a level yet of popularity. We don't have the money coming in yet to support all that, but in a in a perfect world for, for what we're risking out there, and especially, man, those 450 guys, that schedule is absolutely insane. You know, if we're coming from, you know, a 250 guy, of course, I only did 10 Supercross races, opposed to 17 right. with, only one, with only one weekend off, and um, you know, it's very high impact and it's not like we're not riding and training during the week too. So, uh, those guys certainly, and, um, you know, I think, I, I hope one day we're able to get to a point where it's, um, you know, even just better than it is now. And, and I'm sure. not complaining by any, right. but, uh, you know, I certainly think we have a long way to go and I think, I think it'll get there. Cool. Hey, Adam, John here. I'm a big fan of you. You got a great personality. You're very educated for uh, a lot of the the homeschooled generation, I guess you could say. Uh, my my main question is, uh, I'm I'm kind of thinking maybe next year, maybe the last year in the 250 class. And speaking of the the 450s, is are we trying to get a title next year and then move up and start getting ready for 17 rounds of Supercross? Uh, you know, it's really not something I've given a lot of thought into. Uh, I think it's really for me. It comes down to this: these past couple years, I've tried to mentally for myself, and this isn't even a cop-out of not answering your question, too. This is legit my way of thinking. I try not to look too far into the past and too far into the future. I really try to focus on the present because it, it really is easy to get wrapped up in, in stuff that has happened and let that snowball into negative stuff that happens in the future. And it's very easy to worry about stuff that hasn't even happened yet, and, and that could be detrimental to your future as well. So I've really been trying to just live in the moment and um, right now, of course, I'm focused on getting my, my knee a hundred percent healthy and getting back on the bike, should be back on the bike sometime in September. And, um, of course, getting ready to, uh, you know, make a run at the, the 250 championship next year and in, in supercross and outdoors. And, you know, we'll see where it goes from there. Um, of course, you know, thoughts, you know, thoughts of 450, all that stuff, they, they pop in my mind every once in a while. I'm only human, but um, I'm so far from done in the 250 class. You know, I had a couple of years there where I was um, injured quite a lot, so I really don't feel like I've gotten, um, you know, I've been pro since really the end of 2013, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, it really doesn't feel like I've been pro for five years. It feels like I have about, you know, three years of experience. So definitely have, you know, a year or two left in me to, I uh, really proved to myself what I have in the 250 class, and of course, I'm gunning for both championships next year. Absolutely, right on. Just taking every day as it comes and uh, enjoying uh, being one of the best Supercross racers in the world. I like it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, man. On a, a different subject about social media and everything, like, how do you remember to post so much on your social media and just keep it all up to date and just doing all that so much? I mean, honestly, man, it's. For me, it's my personality. I don't really have to try too hard at that stuff because that's, I really like keeping people informed and I, I like connecting with people. You know, I think um, at the end of the day, of course, winning is the most important thing by far. And, and that's what feels the best in the end. But um, I, I also take a lot of pride in 
um, you know, in my fan base. And I, I like, like I said, I like keeping people informed. And um, it's cool that I've been able to kind of throw my following to what it is now. And I definitely feel that support when I go to the races, whether it's a good race or a bad race or um, something in between. It seems like uh, people really enjoy the, you know, the stuff that I post. And, um, you know, I think that's cool. I take pride in it for sure. Yeah, I think that's really key. Uh, I mean, not only are you very talented on motorcycle, obviously, but your personality is why you're a, a crowd favorite, you know. And, uh, you know, guys like Adam Intonap and Alex Ray, who've been on the Pulp Show a lot, have those also outgoing personalities. And I, I think that's really important for our sport because when you have guys that maybe don't seem very happy on the podium or like I talked to Eli about this this weekend, you know, it, when we see you as a fan or him as a fan, it sort of almost looks like he doesn't enjoy his job. Kind of like Villapoto seemed to not enjoy his job at the end. And that's not fun for the fans, you know, which, I mean, I don't know. Eli doesn't need to be thinking about what the fans think necessarily on the podium. But, right, right, right. But when there's somebody like you, it is so much more fun. I love, you know, following your vlog. And um, I know John's got a question about that here in a minute. But, yeah, personality is huge, man, and and – I think it's just wonderful the way you are. And that actually leads me into one of my questions. You've mentioned um, your injuries and I don't want to focus on the injuries very much, but you always seem to be in good spirits, no matter what, Um, you know, how do you, how do you do that? How do you stay in great spirits? How do you stay motivated when you do have an injury? Uh, I mean, I stay motivated because I love what I do for one. Um, I think even taking the bad, taking the bad part of the sport um, into account, I still, I mean, this sport has given me the life that I have and the life that I love. And, um, you know, I think I think over the years, I mean, those first couple of years, I was, I was getting hurt kind of as a pro. You know, imagine me as an amateur kid, you know, <laughs> having a lot of success and, and doing really well and then yeah. getting to the pros and things just don't go too well for me. And that's really the first time in my life where I feel like I was failing. And I didn't really know how to necessarily cope with that. I mean, that was difficult for me. I was... I was a little bit depressed there and in like 2014, 2015, definitely I, I hit rock bottom. I hit rock bottom and wow. um, I, I tried to keep a lot of that stuff kind of under wraps, but I spoke about it a little bit in the past and, you know, it, it was tough for me. I kind of had to learn how to, to bounce back and I had to learn how to cope with kind of failing and, um, you know, one thing that really helped me get over it is, and this is what I try to tell people now, is I, I, I was always, I was asking myself, why me? Why me? Like, why is this happening to me? You know, I've worked my whole life for this, and, you know, I get to the most important point of my career, and everything just seems to come crashing down. But mm-hmm. as soon as I stopped asking why me, and I started being grateful for the things that I do have, and, and the thing, how blessed, I realized how blessed I was and all the stuff I was taking for granted, that's when good stuff started coming back to me. And that's not necessarily wins. I mean, I still haven't won as much as, you know, as expected or as much as I wanted to so far. But as far as just happiness in my life and um, kind of things all turning around, um, just for me from a mental perspective, uh, and, and even, you know, it did translate to, you know, more success on the dirt bike. But uh, as soon as I started kind of being grateful for the things that I had instead of focusing on the things that, that I didn't have, it was almost like, somebody was trying to teach me a lesson. And once I learned that lesson, it kind of, um, it seemed to switch around. So I think it's funny. Sometimes people come up to me and they're like, at dealer signings, they're like, man, I felt so bad for you all those years. And, <laughs> you know, I feel so bad for all those hurts. And I'm like, man, I promise you, I wouldn't have it any other way. Like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And that's, great. Um, that's what I try to, you know, that's the, that's 
what the message is I'm putting out there yeah, on social important. media. I want, people, I want people to know that it's not all sun, you know, sunshine and rainbows. Like, of course, I'm devastated every week, and I can't be out there this summer and be out there and riding and um, you know doing my best. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sulk, and I'm still gonna have a smile on my face and make the best of it. And I think that's just life. You know, stuff comes at you, and you just have to deal with it the best you can and uh, get around it. Absolutely, yeah. That, I think that's a fantastic answer. Hey, Adam, John, again, uh, a little on a little lighter note. Uh, as Darkside mentioned, you've got a lot of fans that uh, follow your vlog and everything, and uh, also a lot of pulp fans that you've made. You know, c- going on Steve's show. I gotta yeah. ask, how's uh, how's the hunt for Stu shaping up? Man, it's shaping up. We're getting flights booked right now for Steve to come to uh, come to Florida. We've actually had a, I've had a lot of stuff going on lately. Been yeah. out of the country, been going here and there. So we got to get everybody on the same page. But it's looking like um, we're going to be filming this thing sometime in early August. And um, you know, I think we we have some fun people involved with this, and we got a little bit of a script going. We got a little <laughs> bit of an idea of what we're going to be doing and where we're going to be looking. So. I'm excited for it, man. Hashtag finding stupid. Uh, yeah, I, actually, I had that in my notes. If you guys had actually things set in stone, like, you know, ideas and times and all that, because, yeah, we're, as fans, first of all, you probably figured that out, we're all Pulp fans. I mean, I, anybody that listens to our show definitely listens to Pulp Show, but I promise you we don't have everybody that listens to the Pulp Show listen to our show. But, uh, yeah, yeah Steve, Mathis is Steve, great. Steve does a good job. Yeah, we, I, well, I, I love Pulp, man. Um, I'm a nerd. I call in every week, so. Um, love it yeah yeah so hey as an amateur growing up did your parents really put any kind of pressure on you or was it you know were you allowed to have some fun and just enjoy it you know what were the pressures like as the team green stuff built you know as you got better what was that like i mean i think of course there's pressure there's always pressure with uh you know my family devoted a lot of their time for me you know they sacrificed a lot of their time and um as a kid no, I wasn't stupid. I knew I knew what that meant. You know, I think as a kid, I almost put more pressure on myself because I, I saw all the time, you know, and sacrifices my parents were making for me. And, um, you know, it's one of those things where I was always really keen on being the best I could be, whatever that is. And uh, the best I could be came when my dad um, and mom both, and my mom more so um, on the academic side, but uh, when they when they pushed me. You know, when they pushed me, I didn't always want to sit down and do my homework at five o'clock when I got home from the right. track. But my mom, my mom pushed me to do that, and I'm I'm glad she did. And the same thing at the track. You know, sometimes, you know, I would get done with, you know, we would ride from nine to the track open and the track closed. We were the last ones there a lot of the time, and uh, you know, I'd get done with my last model, and sometimes my dad would say, "All right, go out there and go two seconds a lot faster." Now we'll leave when you go two seconds faster. And you know, there's a lot of times I didn't want to do that either, but. Uh, I'm certainly glad I did it, and I'm certainly glad um, I was pushed to do it. I think sometimes in society today we're we're super lax in terms of, uh, you know, we're giving out trophies to everybody in Little League, and, uh, you know, I I certainly didn't want that. I mean, there was bad days for sure, but if there wasn't those bad days and there wasn't, you know, that, that pressure to be better, like, you know, go out there and be the best you can be. We're taking time at this. You know, we're we're putting all this time into this, and, you know, of course, uh, you know, my dad, he wanted me the best best I could be on the bike, and I certainly appreciate it now. You know, as a kid, sometimes he wanted to just pack it in and call it a day and call it good enough, but, uh, you know, that wouldn't have got me here. So there was pressure, but at the end of the day, we, 
we did accomplish our goal of you know becoming a pro and, and doing all that stuff. So man, it's all it's all good in my book. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. When you were a, like when you were winning championships as a uh, like a teenager and everything like that, what would you go out and buy with bones? What would I go out and buy? I'm sorry. Uh, we, we, I slipped him a question, so I, I blew that. You know, yeah. My question was, uh, you know, if you win or when you win your first pro championship, what would you buy with a bonus? Oh, what? Oh, uh, okay. So what would I buy with a bonus in my first pro championship? I'd probably buy some real estate so I could have some nice cash flow for the next 50 years. There that'd you be, go. That's smart. Goes nice back to that education. Yep, maybe a condo, maybe a house, something that's going to give me money for the future. That's for sure. Not not a big Lamborghini guy. Right, right. <laughs> no, no. Uh, got to get something. Got to get something with some resale value. Uh, that's that's very smart. You, uh, yeah, you were definitely raised well. So I've got a, I've got a couple more questions and a couple fan questions, and we'll let you go, man. Um, so the out the outdoor season this season this year has been just crazy, man. Uh, you know, get well to Jeremy Martin first of all. Um, man, what do you think about yeah. what's going on with these guys? You know, uh, it's just nutty. Yeah, it's crazy. I think, um, I mean, of course for me, my natural instinct right now is to not watch, even though I am a big fan of the sport, it's very, it's very hard for me to watch, uh, my class just because, you know, I'm competitive and I want to be out there, but, um, I will tell you guys in the past when I've been hurt, I've been reluctant to watch and I, I really haven't because like I said, it does hurt a little bit, but. I told myself this time when I got hurt, I wanted to stay connected and, um, you know, I wanted to watch it even though it does sting a little bit. So I, mm-hmm. I have been watching every week, been playing the Publimex fantasy, trying to yep. trying to pick the riders there with all the handicaps and stuff, which <laughs> I absolutely am terrible at, by the way. Same absolutely here. Awful. Same here. Yeah. I got 50th this weekend. I think that was my best finish so far. 50th? Um, like overall? Yeah, it, it was, it, yeah, but Adam. In the league, I'm in. It's like oh, okay. Because I'm like I'm like three thousand or something. So yeah, I'm way back there too. But um, yeah, it, it has been crazy in two fifty class. Uh, obviously, you had Jeremy, uh, <laughs> Zacho, and Aaron at the start of the year. It seemed like those were going to be the three guys. And yeah. Of course, two of those guys are hurt. I'm glad Jeremy Martin uh, is relatively okay after that crash. Man, that was scary to watch, and you hate to see somebody down like that. But glad to hear he's going to be all right. And it looks like he's going to be back on the bike here in a couple of months. So um, that's good for him. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, Aaron Plessinger has been super impressive this year. And, um, you know, his results speak for himself. And in the 450 class, it's been fun to see my buddy Ken Roxon back up there. I think the fans are stuck to have him back. And, um, you know, of course, Tomac, man, he's just on another level right now. It seems like seems like he can start anywhere he wants and, and pretty much finish at the front. So, um, yeah, it's crazy. It always is. It seems like the level of the sports always, always trending upwards. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I brought you in as, uh, being brought in by all sport dynamics. Uh, I've been wearing those braces since 2007. Jeff's a buddy. He actually, his shop's about an hour and a half from here. Um, tell us a little oh, bit about how you feel about wearing those braces, what they do for you. Yeah. So I actually started wearing the brace when I was coming back from a wrist injury. Um, I, I broke my wrist going into the 2016 Supercross season, and uh, in order to kind of start back riding again, I started in the brace. And initially, was just going to wear it um, just until the wrist felt better. But I actually enjoyed it so much, and um, 
you know, I, I almost forgot that it was on. Like, yeah. I always get the question from everybody, like, doesn't that doesn't that hinder you? Like, I don't think I'd be able to ride with it. And now I ride with the brace on both with on both wrists, and yep. um, I don't even notice it at all. It, it's basically a knee brace for your uh, for your wrist. You know, it just right. displaces energy from your wrist into your forearm. And uh, I've certainly had a few. Uh, some few quad cases out there you may have seen on my Instagram these these braces have definitely helped me out and I'm definitely not scared to to jump something when it's out there so uh, you know it's a, ni- a nice peace of mind knowing if I go a little long or a little bit short or in some of my cases way short or way long <laughs> that I have those braces on absolutely I, I completely believe in them I'm not anywhere near at a pro level but um, they have saved me more than once so I'm all about them all right, I'm going to ask you a couple of listener questions, um, and and we'll let you go, man. So, first one is from uh, a buddy of ours that I met this weekend at Muddy Creek, Ryan Macedonio. He just started a new podcast called Trotcast, and he says, "Does AC have a relationship with or reach out to a younger athlete similar to his similar to his status in another sport?" And he gave an example of Jared Goff. Or Giannis Anti, I can't even say this name. Anti Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. No, um, I have. I do have uh, my buddy Blake Barnett. He plays college football for okay. uh, University of South Florida. He's a quarterback. Uh, he's actually from uh, Corona, California, which is I have a house out there because it's it's by my race team pro circuit. He's become a really good friend of mine. Uh, he's. He's uh, competing for the starting job down there right now, and I mean, certainly could be in the NFL here in a couple of years. He's that type of talent. I mean, this guy's six five, about two thirty. Yeah, uh, he's got all the talent in the world, man. And then um, I do have a buddy, Chris Betts. He plays for the uh, Tampa Bay Rays organization in baseball. Uh, went golfing with him a few times. He's a good buddy too. Um, I think it's been cool to kind of see those guys be a fan of my sport. It, you know, I'm a big sports guy all yes. around. Yeah, yeah. Baseball everything I, I really enjoy everything and have a lot of respect for it so cool uh, those are two guys i've kind of been uh talking to from other sports that maybe people would know about cool all right so chris bennett at racer x three 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 his damn picture's on a quad so i shouldn't even ask this question but <laughs> love it yeah love but anyway he says how much xbox has ac been playing what games does ac play and does ac ever see js7 online playing yeah, so the first question right off the bat, Xbox no go. I, I, I'm a PlayStation Four guy. Uh, I bought it. I, so I was an Xbox 360 kid growing up, and then they, they the, the consoles changed. So it went from Xbox 360 to the next generation to Xbox One. I got an Xbox One. It was extremely expensive when they first came out, yeah. and the thing broke like a month into it. So I told myself I never go back. Got a PlayStation <laughs> cheaper, and I've been been on that since, but. Uh, to answer your question about games, man, I used to play a lot of Call of Duty uh, when they had the, at the, you know, for the gamer guys out there, Modern Warfare Remastered, it was called. That was, like, really hot, like, a year and a half ago. Uh, I would play that with uh, Joey Savacci and, and a lot of my friends. We would play, and, and now everybody's playing Fortnite, and I'm not as into that game as, as most of these kids are. I mean, it seems like it's kind of taken over the, the whole generation here, but um, I don't play too much, to be honest, but okay. I, I do not see... Stewart playing uh, PlayStation. <laughs> I, I just don't. I don't see James as a PlayStation guy. Yeah, to be honest. Right. Just, yeah. I feel well, like he's more of a golf guy. And again, going back to me being old, I I still have a PS2 somewhere with MX Unleashed, and that's about the only thing I've Hold ever. Hold on to that. Thing. What's that? Hold on to that. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on to that. Sure. All right. Two yeah, more. Qu- if I have one. I still play that. 
Yeah, this I'm just I don't I'm not any good at those. I'm not any good at like first person shooter games at all. I'm terrible. So, but all right, two more questions, man. Uh, Craig Martin, eight twenty two. Ask AC his top three reasons to to stay two fifty next year. Is it championships, money, contract, or contact? But I think he meant contract. Yeah, contract. Oh, uh, for one, for one, I'm contracted through through next year on the two fifty. Right. So I'm 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 obligated to ride two fifty. Um, I'd say the the biggest reason, and really the only reason, is I, I haven't reached my potential on a two fifty yet. I mean, I look at that. Um, as the as the main point i mean if i had won a bunch of championships and, and done everything let's say this year i was just winning everything and i was clearly peaking being you know i thought i was close to the best i could be on the 250 then man i'd be i'd be on to the next on to the next challenge but i really haven't put um a whole season together where i feel like i'm on the top of my game and i've reached um my max potential on the 250 really i you know i've shown flashes here and there but really not even close to where i what I, where I can be. So, um, I want to be, I want to show myself how good I can be on a 250 before we even, you know, focus on 450s at all. So yeah, that's makes really sense. The, I like that. That's the main reason. Yeah. That's I, I definitely reason. think you're, you're destined for a championship, man. It's just, it's gotta come. I, I, I mean, yeah. Few of them. Yeah. Few of them would be nice. All right. So the last one, this is from, uh, at dark sides ponytail. He said, everybody's <laughs> left. Ask ask AC if we we can expect any vlog action from the RV riding camp, and if he's willing to hold a misdemeanor for actions occurring during Operation Finding Stu. Uh, yeah, I'll take the misdemeanor on the misdemeanor on the wrist for sure. If it if it if it translates into hundreds of thousands of, of hundreds of thousands of views, I mean that that just goes without saying. I will take the I will take the risk for that. Uh. Secondly, I, I may do a little bit of vlogging for the for the RV camp. That should be fun. RV is always a good time with his dry sense of humor. It's good. Yeah. It'll be good to show people behind the scenes. But right. uh, yeah, I actually have a I have a vlog coming out this Friday uh, I, that I did from Spain that I filmed from Spain. So we're just finish, finishing up the editing on that. So nice. Be on the lookout for that. Will do, man. Um, one last question. Favorite song currently, right now, today? Oh man, that's tough. I Favorite get, song right now? Yep. Uh, I'm gonna, use, I'm gonna use it on a on a segment that we recorded earlier. I'm gonna use it underneath your your interview. So I wanna I wanna find out what it is. I've been listening to Underclass Hero by Sun Forty One the last couple of days. I feel like that for right now for like this twenty four forty eight hour period that's my favorite song. Okay, no Van Halen, huh? No, I mean I'm not a big like old school rock I know. guy. I know. I I, 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 I try. I'm well rounded in the music category. Like next next week, it may be like Red Ragtop by Tim McGraw. But <laughs> you never know. And then the next week after that, it's some EDM like dancing around music. So I'm I'm really all over the board. Right on, Adam. Man, we we are honored and privileged to have your time tonight. Um, it's been something I wanted to do, like I said, for a long time. Thank you to Vanessa O'Brien for making that happen. And man, good luck healing up, getting back on the bike. And I'm sure we will see you at a Supercross next year. Yes, absolutely. I will be on the gate at either Anaheim 1 or whatever the first East Coast round is. I will be there for sure. But uh, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. I had a good time. All right, Adam. Thanks so much, buddy. All right. Thank you. Take care. Well, that was fun for me. Um, I kind of didn't give you guys a whole lot of chances to ask questions. I apologize, Doc, man. Look, dude, the piece of paper says when you win a championship, 
What would you buy with the bonus? What did I did I, I should have wrote it differently? I, I he was, was holding it, it upside down. No, I was trying to read it fast because you <laughs> okay. were asking for the I, question. I apologize. But you're trying to get so, me to ask it then. All right, guys. Uh, man, damn it, I have a note right here. I told your dad this. I called him on the way home last night from the sh- last week from the show, and I said, "Stop saying okay, guys. All right, guys. I say it constantly. That's my crutch. I want to hear you say y'all. No, if if I say that, I do say it sometimes, but it makes me mad when hey, I realize y'all it. say that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, do not. Anyway, all right. We're going to the first commercial break of the night, and we will be back with our next guest. What's up? Seven Deuce Trace here on the Moto X Pod Show. Hey, Kylie. Does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses Shock Socks, the original and number one 10-second removable fork sill protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork sills. So, if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork sills, get Shock Socks. Go to shocksocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too. If you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and you need an amazing deal on a residential or commercial roofing job, or if you just need a new fence, a custom patio, a pergola, or even a new metal building, Five Star Roofing of Texas is who you need to call. Chad Mayo and his crew will knock it out of the park for you just as easily as JS7 blitzes a set of whoops. He even offers a moto discount and is a proud sponsor of our friend, John Short. Chad is a true moto head and does incredible work. So give Five Star Roofing of Texas a call at 214-402-8565 or check them out at www.5starroofingoftexas.com or on Instagram at Five Star Roofing of Texas. And that's the word five, F-I-V-E. So check them out, call Chad Mayo, and get a great deal. Tell them Moto X-Pod sent you. Darkside here. Are you guys in the market for a set of new custom graphics? Are you tired of the same old basic layouts the big box companies offer? Well, if so, then you need to check out MX Girl Designs. From custom graphic kits, stickers, reproductions, and even vintage, MX Girl does it all. Call or text Char at 936 828 1472 or email char char at mxgirl.com and that's mxgirl g u r l and tell her moto x pod sent you you got the one snowman i'm eastbound and down hey guys muscle mark here i want to introduce you to my friends over at york welling and fab from new construction truck beds barbecue grills and anything else you can come up with york welling and fab has you covered with deep motocross roots and 20 plus years experience, York Welding and Fab is a brand you can put your trust in. Call Carl at 903-780-7369. That's 903-780-7369 and tell him Moto X Pod sent you. Madjack Synthetics is an independent dealer of Amsoil Synthetic Oils. Amsoil has been around for 45 years and was the first company to bring synthetics to the general public in 1972. Since then, Amsoil has led the way in application-specific oils and fluids designed solely for your cars, trucks, motorcycles, boats, and more. We understand what your needs are when it comes to protecting your investments, whether it be your motorcycles or the vehicle you use to transport your motorcycles. Dane Evans and Mad Jack Synthetics is nationwide with customers and warehouses all across the USA and Canada. 
By joining the Preferred Customer Program, anybody can buy Anzoil products factory direct at wholesale pricing. Want to stock it at your shop or use it on your fleet of vehicles for your business? Would you like to become an Anzoil dealer and have a tax write-off for your trips to the track or trail and start selling Anzoil to your friends and fellow racers? With Anzoil, you get free shipping on orders over $100, even when you are a wholesale customer. Contact Dane Evans to find out how it all works. We at Mad Jack Synthetics are riders and racers just like the guys at the Moto X-Pod show. We know what you need to keep you in the game week in and week out. Amazon Incorporated is a sponsor of many of your favorite series. Monster Energy Supercross, Snowcross, ATV MX, Daytona Bike Week, the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally, GNCC, King of the Hammers, Hot August Nights Car Show, and Motorcycle Mechanics Institute. Contact Dane and tell him the Moto X-Pod show sent you. Let him help you save money on your maintenance using Amsoil. Contact Dane at 805-531-9551 or toll free at 855-623-5225 or at madjackdiesel.shopamsoil.com. Like us and contact us on Facebook at Dane Amsoil Guy, on Twitter at Dane underscore Evans 393, and on Instagram at Dane underscore Amsoil Guy. Guys, we are back. I got to see there. I did it again. I said, guys, fuck, I suck at this podcast. Let's just start saying y'all. We're in the I don't want to say y'all. Whatever. (laughs) Whatever. All right. So our next guests are brought to you by Mad Jack Synthetics. Dane Evans and Mad Jack Synthetics is an independent dealer of Amsoil Synthetic Oils. Guys, you know how great Amsoil is, and they they support our sport. They support our show. So check them out at Mad Jack Synthetics at 805-531-9551 or at madjackdiesel.shopamsoil.com and follow D- Dane Amsoil Guy on Instagram and Dane underscore Evans at three, 390. Jeez, I am screwing this up, John. Whew. All right, start over. At Dane underscore Evans 393 and always let them know that the Moto X Pod sent you. Our next guests, Vince Bontelion and JC Chappelle with Lap Kings. What's up, boys? What's going on, man? Not much, man. We just got off the phone with Adam Ciancerillo, which was a treat for us. I, that's the first time I've really ever talked to him, so that was pretty cool. Still trying to get the heart rate down, but we're hanging in there. <laughs> right? Yeah, I love it. I can definitely that's awesome. say we're, uh, we're big fans of him ourselves, so that's pretty rad. Yeah, he's a pretty cool that dude. So No doubt about that. We had you guys on not too long ago, but you you guys have been heavily involved in this King of the South tour. Tell us a little bit about that and what's been going on with it. Vince, you want to take this one? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I was like, who's going to say it? But yeah, I'll take that. Uh, correct, man. King of the South tour, it's basically a mini tour of the South Central region. Um, we're just trying to spread the word and vibes of what Lap King uh, iOS app is all about. And it's been going really well, man. I'd say the 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 reception of everybody is gaining momentum. Um, I, I think it. Well, every stop we've done, JC, correct me if I'm wrong. I, it's the the numbers have grown, and I'd say the vibes have gotten crazier. And it's only going to keep going. And this is only the first stop of uh, many tours that we have in play or in our plan. So. Heck, man! With the way Oak Hill went two weeks ago, I can't. I can't wait till the next one, and uh, 
and keep this momentum going. It's the the vision and everything's coming to life. And like I said, I think it's only only the beginning. And Jake, yeah. do you have anything to add? I mean, yeah, and to add on to that, you know, so the King of South Shore was all about bringing our concept to the market testing proof of concept and then you know listening to the community we're a very community driven application and um it gave us you know just one-on-one interactions with our users to where we could listen to what they wanted and we've been able to actually build features in based off of what everybody wanted and then on top of that um with our affiliation with tucker power sports we were able to give away some awesome prizes and Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of us have that one or two or three lap speed, you know, before we're sucking wind. And yeah. it, was, it was really wild to see that some of these, you know, whether you're a grown man or a kid, just the speed they were able to pull out when they knew they were chasing after something. And some guys really, really surprised me. And it was really cool to see that. And then also just the vibes that, came about the tour evolved as we went on and um mm-hmm. as it involved as Vince said the vibe increased and it just it really kind of self-proclaimed the term practice party and it was just <laughs> nice. a lot of fun yeah yeah um hey before we go any further just in case i didn't think about this until just now some of the people may not have heard the first time you were on explain what lap kings is and how it works so Lap King is, to put it the simplest way possible, is it is a reality arcade experience for motocross, which will be going into other motorsports as well. But um, it is a video game to where you can race your buddies based on lap time. The GPS, uh, it is an iOS app, and the GPS tracks your lap and puts you on a leaderboard with your friends. And, you know, uh, we've also heard it called the Smack Talk Warehouse. Oh, I like that. Some, some friends get yeah. on there and, you know, we've literally watched people kind of, you know, go at it verbally, talking about who's faster, literally right in front of our booth. And, um, but anyway, it's, it's a video game where you can race your buddies, but rather than using a controller, you actually get out there and turn laps. Mm-hmm. All at your fingertips with your iPhone. So what? the experience is all on your iPhone. You sign into the app from the app store, or you go download Lap Ping at the app store create a username, and you're ready to go. So basically, once you're at a track, you hit whatever the track name is. You can type it in to search it, or yeah. if you want to just hit my location and it zooms down into that area where you're surrounded by tracks. Awesome. Select the track as such. Um, it could be any, you know, for example, Village Creek or Oak Hill MX. You select Oak Hill, or let's use Oak Hill, for example. Yeah. Oak Hill has three tracks, so all three pins will be there to select from the national, the night track, or the vet, and then the Jeep, uh, the Jeep track. So you select one of the tracks to ride by selecting that pin on that map. It opens up a leaderboard, which shows the top five fastest laps at that track. So basically what you're getting with lapping is a digital leaderboard for every track across the nation, and you get to see where you stack up against every rider that's ridden there with lap team. So such, you know, for example, at our Oklahoma City, uh, I mean, Norman, Oklahoma, Oklahoma Motorsports Motorsports Complex stop, Mm -hmm. rider such as Jimmy Albertson threw down a fast lap. Chase Marquette, uh, Chase Marquette threw down a beater as well. So to see two guys of that caliber throw down laps, 
you get little kids just ramped up. They're like, oh, my God, he's 20 seconds the last faster than <laughs> right, me. I right. can't believe that. And so just, I mean, you're, you're bringing a different vibe to the normal practice day, right? And just for the record, Albertson beat me by eight seconds. I'm still a little salty about that. Wow. We're talking one lap. One <laughs> lap. <laughs> that was probably, pretty, that was probably Albertson's slow lap. Oh, dude, it, I, I'm, I couldn't tell you, but I'll, I'll say this. The guy was ripping. Oh, I, it's just what's awesome is though like i said it's an iphone yeah, and yeah we even had um we even had it was awesome to see the reaction as such when a dad came up to the booth and was like you mean to tell me i can send my son or two sons out there at the same time with different phones on their heads and it's recording the lap times for them or for me and i said yeah exactly like take away having you know you have multiple riders out there mm-hmm. and it's tracking the lap times that whole time your kid or whatever your riders are out there riding and you come back and you get to analyze who the fastest is. Yeah. So you make the app what it is, you know, you want to do it for bragging rights or do you want to see where you stack up? Yeah. I love it. I love the idea. I liked it when you guys were on before and it definitely, I I see more and more of it on social media popping up all the time, but uh, go ahead, John. Definitely. And that's, that's uh, what I was going to say. You guys, I, I definitely admire y'all. Y'all have been on the move. I mean, since, since this thing's inception, it's, it's awesome to see how every single week you guys are doing something new. Y'all are pushing forward. And uh, I've heard a couple rumors that uh, there may be some new technology advancements on the horizon over on the development side for you guys. And uh, maybe y'all could give us a little insight on uh, what that may be. Oh boy, that's, that's yeah, JC. I'm gonna let you take that one. And I'm crossing my fingers. That's I'm crossing my fingers right now, literally. So I hope it's what I think it is. Uh, one of them is. I can tell you that because I know this is a topic that I uh, I get a little geeked out about. Um, so we do have some things in development right now. Um, we'll go ahead and I guess drop the big bomb. I know a lot of people have been asking about it, and we do have a GPS unit now. Nice. Awesome. Um, and then the second one, which a lot of people are asking about, is shortly after that, we will be joining the Android family. Yeah, I don't have to go buy a new phone. <laughs> yeah, so um, the GPS unit has actually been in the works since day one. We just kept it very quiet because we were working through some of the details on it, and uh, it's been really exciting for us to get to test it um a few people actually caught us while we were testing um (laughs) you know kind of of hard to hide sometimes but um it is coming it'll be on the market soon and we're really excited to bring it to you guys and the cool part about that is we have a whole slew of features coming with it so the gameplay is just going to intensify when it comes out yeah it just mind you i mean what we have what we have to keep in mind here is this is a reality arcade experience. Right. This is not a training app. So literally we're trying to be, we're trying to amplify a normal day of practice, whether it's at your private track during the week or Saturday and Sunday on the weekend with your buddies. It is going to be a gameplay like experience that it's going to make the experience of moto or reality motocross. Unlike before um, you're going to have motivation when you hit that track every single time. And, I don't mean that in you have to go win. I mean, hey, make some personal milestones that you want to achieve. Yeah. I mean, it it truly is what JC just mentioned. um, 
we do have a slew of things in development that I think are going to surprise people. And it's a big vision. And uh, what the support we have behind us, I mean, one, out of the gate, the riders that have been supporting us, we appreciate you guys. This is too it's a it's a dream that we're trying to bring to life because we want to make an impact in this sport of motocross. Yeah. Um, it, it's so much fun. It's a family-oriented sport. Heck, there's guys that do it just because they, I mean, literally, this is what they live for every week. We love our dirt bike. We want to make it so much fun that you have something to look forward to every time you get on that bike. And we know it's a dangerous and competitive sport, so we're trying to inject a lot of fun into it. And lap king is going to be improving so much once that GPS hits market that we are confident there's not going to be any hesitation for the riders to want to be involved in what's ahead. No, so it's definitely excited mean, for it. And one of the best things about, especially with us vet riders going to the motocross track, is busting your buddy's balls when you're faster. So now, I mean, you have the proof. And you can do it when they're not there, and you can still say, "Hey, I was, you know, this weekend I was faster than you were last weekend." So yeah, it's it's just going to up the ante when it comes to, you know, whether it be like you know me and Shan Garcia or you know the the Black Sox Mafia guys, Chad Mayo busting each other's balls about who's better, or what you know, or who's sandbagging or Man, whatever. It's going to be a blast. I, I'm telling, I'm telling you right now, I it's going to be exciting when the day comes that John Moeller, Taylor Painter. Uh, Brandon Glenn, guys as such, are running lap king because yeah. I cannot wait to see you guys come off the track and see the lap times up against <laughs> each other. I know it's, I know you've seen it before, but when you see it on our gameplay, yeah. it's totally different. And I promise it's going to be amazing. Not saying we can't see it today, but I know once GPS is involved, uh, there's going to be no holdback. Yeah, this thing so is sick. It's going to be exciting. Definitely. Um, and I, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say it's going to be a, a, a detour, and I apologize. But uh, Moeller, my dude, man, I was so excited when I saw the results from this weekend. <laughs> oh, thank you, man. Yeah, was able to pull a rabbit out of the hat for the weekend. Man, I, props to you, man. I just wanted yeah. to get that out there. He's a bad dude. Thanks, guys. I'm, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm hey. trying to be number one vet rider out here. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Moeller. We've got, man, a bad respect. It doesn't matter. Vet plus or vet 25A. That vet word is so understated. It's not even funny. Right. Um, the talent that it, that's in that class, like I just mentioned, I, I was fortunate enough to visit Loretta's for one day last year to witness a guy that I, uh, helped out a little bit and he achieved the milestone of getting to Loretta's. So I went and watched while well, I got to witness Taylor win a moto and, I'll just say if you're you're in one of the most competitive regions and if you're if you threw it down like that at the regional, kudos to you dude. Keep it up because Loretta Lynn's is gonna be bright if you keep that kind of work going down. So definitely that's good luck uh, to everything. That's I appreciate awesome. it guys and uh I learned a lot from dudes like you kicking my butt over the years. So uh thanks to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But, uh, well that, we enjoy watching that. I appreciate it and uh kinda get back on the lap king thing a little bit unfortunately i haven't been able to make a king of the south tour round yet i hope to do that in the near future but uh, i see that you guys are doing a lap jam there could you kind of go into that a little bit and how that works uh uh yeah jc i'll take this and then you can 
abbreviate if you'd like. Um, I, I the term lap jam. So that is how we're coming to the track on these King of the South horse stops and, and and increasing the fun, amplifying the experience of what lap King's all about, and that is a group racing feature. So we take that group racing feature and create groups as such, big bike open lap jam, vet lap jam, mini bike open, 65 to 85 lap jam, et cetera, right? So what you're doing is you're creating a race-like atmosphere on the normal day of practice. Um, I don't know. It's like a term I grew up hearing from my dad all the time, practice like you race. We wanted to bring that to the track on practice day. Um, I don't know how many times you see a dad out there telling his kid to push, push, push. Well, we wanted to, like I said, inject some fun into it. So that's how the lap jams come about. Go into the app, select that group race, hit start moto. You just threw yourself. Your mindset is now in race mode. When you hit that track, you have something on you, timing you. All while competing in what's known as a lap jam. At the end of the day, we take the top three or say the winner, and we give them a prize from uh, the awesome brands that have supported us. And I know JC mentioned it earlier, but I have to mention this, and it's staring away from what lap jam's all about. But these lap jams would not be possible without the support from Tucker Power Sports and its brands, affiliated brands such as 100%, Pro Taper, Ranthal, Answer, Bike Master. We have some amazing prizes that we're giving away i mean we're giving away free sets of gear goggles helmets stands ramps chains and sprockets very meaningful product so not only are you enjoying an experience of a lap jam you're taking home a meaningful product that you're going to use and uh it's all through the experience of a lap jam i don't you know jc is there anything you'd like to add to what that's all about no i mean you pretty much nailed it it's uh it, it it's pretty much what its name is. We open it up for a set amount of time, uh, you know, whether it be two hours, three hours, depending on the practice day. And uh, everybody goes out and just throws down. And it's pretty cool because, you know, like it, at some of the rounds, you'll see 30 different guys out there at the same time <laughs> trying to one-up each other at one lap. And um, you really see some people uncork some laps that are just wildly fast. And then um, – you get to see the smiles of, you know, they get a brand new set of gear or a bell helmet or pro taper bars at the end of the day. And it literally only took one lap. And it's, it's just all about those vibes, you know, just bringing that real fun practice party vibe to the practice track and just keeping the fun flowing, I guess, is the best way to put it. Yeah, yeah that's- And the hunger. I mean, dude, I saw some kids. I saw some – I even saw some – I mean, look, the focus is the youth, right? That's the heartbeat of the – future of motocross seeing those little guys miss the podium and they're like oh i can't wait till the next stop i mean that keeps me and jc yeah. going we yeah go, i love it we go home on monday and we wake up we're like dude do you remember that little kid's reaction like let's let's keep this train rolling Absolutely. this is what the lap team experience is about and then it just bleeds into the older age groups and that's where we stand and <laughs> hey if we can make it fun for all ages Let's get this party going, man. It's like JC had mentioned earlier. There's a lot in the plan ahead of us, and this is—I think we're about three and a half, four months old. Uh, this, this is going to be a wild ride, and we're excited to—we're excited to 
I don't know what I'm saying. We're just ready to keep this ball rolling. Yeah, I get it, man. It, vibe. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a lot, you know. So yeah, we're, we're ready to open up and show what everyone everyone what Lapkin tr- truly is about, and with that GPS implemented, it's gonna it's gonna go crazy. Right. So I got one more question. Um, so I know you guys are involved with the Independence Day Pro Cup coming up. Tell us a little bit about what you got going on with those guys. Yeah, so they reached out to us uh, to be a, a part of it after they saw what we were doing with the King of the South Tour. And um, so practice day is Saturday, race day is Sunday. And we're going to run full lap jam events on Saturday. Uh, we will have the mini, mini bike open, 85 and below. Um, probably throw in a 65 and below. Uh, a big bike open. We're going to throw in a vet, tra- a vet class because, you know, Heaven forbid we don't do that because we all love the vet class. <laughs> and, uh, Mulder, you're not invited to that. you too fast. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to let the vet guys have it this weekend, but uh, I'll be I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd love to see you there, man. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we're going to run the lap jams on Saturday. Uh, Renthal has actually stepped up, and they're bringing a whole slew of prizes, uh, of full, complete bar packages, bars, drifts, um, both the seven, eight fat bar, twin walls, all that. And, uh, everybody's going to throw down on Saturday and then we're going to do some highlight events on Sunday during the racing and, uh, just have a good time. They have a great event set up. It's been really cool to see the team, you know, Jason Wally and his team bringing that to yeah. the table for Nakona. We all love that track and we're just, we're just super excited to be a part of it. And, uh, yep. You know, as far as our involvement, we're just going to try to team up with everybody there and uh, bring as much fun as we can, share some of the prizes, and just see how fast everybody can go on Saturday. Sweet, yep. man. Yeah, everybody, guys, yeah. get out there to, Nakona, to to Nakona, North Texas this weekend. Check this event out. It's going to be awesome. A lot of cool prizes, a lot of money online for the pro class. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and this this is what the this is what the scene, motocross scene needs is more races like this. I mean, agreed. I the pro purse that I'm seeing, I mean, this is rare. Uh, especially all the prizes just thrown in the mix as a standard chance of winning on a raffle prize or something right, like that. Right. I think they have whole shot awards for every class, hundred dollar whole shot awards. I, how can you you can't miss out on that, this type of race? And then, like JC said, you see the the efforts that Jason Walling and the Brian Hicks and Mayo and team, and then Michelle and Jeff at Nakona, mm-hmm. just hoping everybody supports and uh, shows up and, you know, experiences what these guys are truly trying to bring to the table because without any riders, it's not possible. So hopefully everyone shows up and we have a good time. I don't know how many memories I have in Nakona MX, but I do know it's a, it's an awesome facility, good dirt. And I think there's, it's going to be a great weekend ahead. So. Yeah, it's going to be a blast, man. So, hey, before we let you guys go, tell us all your social media handles and uh, anywhere they can, anybody can find out about your stuff, website, anything you can tell us about Lap Kings, social media-wise. Oh, yeah. So, uh, on social, all the socials, the Lap King, it's Lap King Moto is the handle. Uh, the website's lapkingmoto.com. Uh, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, if you have any questions, you can reach out to us via email. Uh, info at Black King Moto, or you can reach out through DM in the social. And then another thing to keep an eye out or keep your eyes on coming in the future is, you know, we, we discussed the GPS units coming out and um, 
We're actually going to roll out of the King of the South tour, and we're going to launch the Mystery Box tour. Um, based off of what I just said, you might be able to figure out what's in that Mystery Box. I like it. I like it. I love it. Yeah, you guys, yep. you guys are definitely taking it next level, man. It's very exciting. Can't wait for the Droid version to come out so I can get on that and uh, school. I would say my John, but that's never going to happen. But I can at least try to, you know, school TJ and some some of the slower <laughs> guys like myself. Heck yeah. This is what it's about, man. Well, hey, we we appreciate you guys having us on. It's always a good time with you guys, and uh, we look forward to the next time. And I think Nakona this weekend should be a good time. And make sure you stop by the booth if you're out there and see what this Lap King ex- experience brings to the table. And I promise you, you will not go home disappointed. It's going to make you more likely. It's going to make you not want to leave the track. So make sure <laughs> right. you stop by Lap King and check it out. Like I said, we appreciate the time on the show. Sounds good. Vince, JC, thanks again. And, uh, man, we'll, we'll stay posted, and we'll get you guys on again here in the future. Every, you know, every few months, we'll, we'll just talk about all the improvements. Okay, Jamie. Appreciate it. Sounds great. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. See you guys soon. All right. All right, John. Later, all guys. You thanks. Bye. Cool. So, yeah, how, how – I mean, that just takes bench racing to the next level, really. Or, you know, or just – Busting your balls, your balls of your buddies, you know, talking shit. It, it just takes it to the next level because now you got it. Here's my lap time. You didn't beat me, <laughs> dude. Didn't happen. That's exactly it, man. You can see I got chill bumps yeah, yeah. right now thinking about uh, just laying down some laps with the buddies and then sitting around the pit talking smack. You That's know, what it's all about. It lap Kings. Lap Kings moto, guys. Go check it. <laughs> Fucking hey, Guys, guys, guys. <sighs> this is driving me crazy, man. Sorry about all, to all the listeners that I keep doing keep stopping the show because I'm annoyed with my phrasing. Anyway, next break and we will be back with Kevin Coleman with Oak Hill. Back, episode 84. Our next guest is brought to you by Shock Socks, the original and number one 10-second removal fork seal protector. No one likes replacing fork seals, so ask your local motorcycle shop about Shock Socks or go to burnmotorsports.com, and you can also follow them on Instagram and Facebook. So our next guest is the new owner of the infamous Oak Hill Raceway in Decatur, Texas, Kevin Coleman. How you doing tonight, buddy? Man, I'm doing great. How you guys doing? We're doing good, man. We were just uh, we we had Adam Cincerello on a little bit ago. We had the Lap King guys on a little bit bit ago, which I know they did an event at your place recently, and I want to get into that here in a minute. Um, but tell us about you know you told me you're from California. You came out here. You bought Oak Hill. Tell us a little bit about your background and what made you know what got you to in the what made you decide to buy Oak Hill. Well, honestly, uh, you know the biggest motivating factor for us is get the heck out of california uh we, we i don't like that answer just so you know i think we discussed that but that's okay <laughs> yes we did yes we did but uh no other than that i mean you know obviously you motocross is in our blood it's uh it's what my kids do it's what we do as a family get out there and 
you know, I play Moto Dad and, and Mom's Moto Mom in the motorhome cooking dinner and, and doing what she can to get us all fed and keep us going. Yeah. Um, so we just we just love the sport. And, you know, for, for us, I just we wanted to get into a business where we could be a part of it. Um, and we saw the opportunity here at Oak Hill and, and, you know, we think it's an amazing opportunity. It's, as you said, it's infamous. It's a, you know, nationally recognized track, but mm-hmm. just, you know, one of the best setups out there. I mean, with over 200 RV hookups, you know, I don't know where you find that at any other motocross facility. So, uh, it's got a lot going for it. Yeah. Uh, I talked to you, you know, off the air before we, when we were setting this thing up and I've only had the opportunity to go a couple times and I only got to ride the track once because every time we go out that way, I seem to get hurt a week or two before. But, uh, I mean, the, the time I got to ride the place, which was two years ago probably, it was a blast. And I know a lot of our Dallas-Fort Worth buddies love that place. Um, you mentioned there were some, a lot of updates, improvements coming when we talked last. Uh, tell me about what, what you have planned and what you've already done. Well, well, we do have a lot planned. You know, everything, of course, is uh, money permitted. Uh, you know, we're not big, big wallet guys. You know, we kind of sold everything we had to jump into this dream here. So, um, you know, we're doing what we can little by little. But, uh, you know, we've already started with some of it, and that's we had Vernon McKitty with BMAC Tracks come out, and he built us a uh, a pretty awesome, real, you know, flowy vet track that, that so far everybody's been on. It's really enjoyed. Um, and then we backed that up with uh you know, peewee slash pit bike track. So that's going to actually allow, you know, kind of a, a whole different group of riders, your, your little peewee kids out there that just, you know, they can't get on the big track. Yeah, you know, yeah. They just get run over. Um, it allows them a place to go and kind of just start and, and, you know, gives them some pretty technical jumps that once they get the ability, they can actually get over and, and get them moving on to the next level. And in the pick bike guys, it gives them an awesome track where they can go air it out and, and have a blast in between, you know, motos over on the big track or, or what have you. So that's some of the stuff that we've already done. Um, you know, going forward, uh, we've got a lot of other stuff in mind that we're going to be bringing in a swimming pool, um, like you that. know, which is just going <laughs> to, yeah, exactly. Um, we're going to, you know, be bringing in a pump track for the BMX guys and, and, you know, find a skate park. So, you know, all the kids can get out there on their scooters and, and, you know, skateboards in between or overnight when they're camping. Um, just a lot of fun stuff. We've got a side-by-side track we're going to be building right after the national here in July. Um, and fixing to have our first race there on, uh, in August on the 25th, I believe it is. So, uh, that's another great addition to the facility, we think. Absolutely. Hey, Kevin, John here. Uh, not had the pleasure of meeting you yet, but I did know the previous owners. I grew up racing at Oak Hill uh, as a younger kid doing the GNC and everything like that. Uh, first off, I really think that bringing Vernon in was a great move. He's, Definitely. He's got a great name behind him, and uh, I've been fortunate to ride a bunch of his tracks. But uh, you mentioned the plans for the future. It sounds like you'll have a lot of renovations uh, you plan to do for the facility. Uh, is there any plans to try to bring the GNC back to what it once was, you know, back in the 06, 07, 08 years? Yeah, absolutely. That's act- I mean, that's really priority number one. Uh, don't don't let me get too off, off base with all these other things <laughs> we're talking about. But, uh, uh, you know, that that's a, a great race. And, you know, I know for, you know, the Texas crowd, it's got a lot of tradition and history and, you know, we definitely don't want to see that go away. We want to see those numbers get back up into that, you know, thousand, 1200 entry level. So, um, you know, we're working diligently on that and, 
you know, that's coming up here July 22nd to the 25th. We did a date change on that this year, and, and that was kind of collaboration with the old owner, um, thinking, you know, spring has just gotten so overcrowded with so many events. Everybody wants to run their national in spring. And, it, you know, we felt it just hurt everybody. Um, small gate counts are no fun, and that's, you know, that's not what nationals are about. So, um, you know, we expect this year to be, you know, good, hopefully better than last year. And as it gains traction on that new date, um, you know, we see it really just turning back into what it was. Definitely. And I've, I kind of grew up in that era where the, like you said, there, there was a lot of nationals trying to go, you know, on top of each other, seemed like a little backstabbing going on there. And I'm glad to see you guys are kind of breaking the mold and just trying to do something new. Yeah. Excuse me. Thanks for, yeah, for noticing that, you know, we've, we've kind of caught some flack from some people, you know, that, that think that we should have just stuck with our date. Um, and I wish we could have, you know, we could have, but I, you know, like you're saying, I didn't want to really play that game. Um, you know, I think there's a big crowd out there on the national level, you know, for instance, I mean, you got 14,000 people that are trying to make Loretta's, you know, you only get 1400 to make it. Well, exactly. that, that leaves 12,000 plus that are looking for something fun to do in the summer. I said, bring it down to Texas and try your hand at one of the hardest tracks there is, you know, especially in that heat. And you want the conditions? We got it, you know? <laughs> yeah, There's sure. no doubt about that. Oak Hill is uh, <laughs> probably the I've, – I've done some pro nationals and a ton of amateur nationals, and I have to say Oak Hill is uh, single-handedly probably the most demanding track that I think I've ever ridden. That's awesome. That's what we love to hear, and, and you know, it's – that's the bad boys of Texas, right? Come and come and see what you can do against the locals here, because you know they're kind of used to it, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, they get to ride on a regular. Definitely. And uh, is Wednesday practice still a, a good thing for you guys? You getting some fast guys coming out there to ride? Yeah, Wednesday is is tough. Uh, <laughs> we're not getting as many as we'd like. Um, you know, I'm not quite sure. I'm trying to get used to the Texas crowd. I hear that uh, weather affects Texas riders a lot. Uh, you know, coming from SoCal, we just rode. You know, we didn't, we didn't, I guess we were fortunate. Most of our days were good. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> out here, uh, I don't know. Tomorrow's going to be, they're saying it's going to be 100 plus. So we'll see what we get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're uh, definitely missing out on some of the fair weather riders this time of year, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. So, Kevin, you were mentioning, you know, being a moto dad and stuff, but what's, what's your early, like, what's your background, your earliest? Uh, involvement in motocross was it you as a kid or, or did your kids get into it on their own you know how that yeah, how'd with, you get started with with motocross itself you know it was one of those things that i mean man we used to you know be at coliseum for supercross every year and and you know enjoying those days of ricky johnson and, and guy cooper when i was a kid um i was never able to do it my parents just couldn't afford it so uh you know i had a bike growing up but i couldn't race and and so we'd go and play around and um, you know, as I got a little bit older, my late teens and bought my own bikes and, and I did a lot of, you know, desert riding and went and rode some motocross and, and, you know, before you know it, I'm, I'm just hitting stuff I shouldn't be hitting. And I kind of slowed, you know, pulled myself back a little bit and said, man, you, you gotta hurt yourself. Just go back to the desert. And I kind of did all the desert racing stuff and, you know, enjoyed that for a while. Then moved into desert, you know, racing buggies and stuff off road. Oh yeah. Um, had a blast doing that. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And, and, you know, then my kids came along, and, and I vouched I'd never let them race motocross. Well, <laughs> here I am. I got, you know, my 11-year-old sitting here now with the 
a medical list longer than I think I'll ever have, you know, right. five broken arms and, yep. you know, yep. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, it bit us and, and, you know, so we're here to stay and, and that's about it. So, uh, like I said, we, we just had the Lap King guys on, Vince and JC, a little bit ago. I know they came out and did an, a, uh, an event at your place. Tell us how that went and what you thought of it. Well, the Lap King guys are just awesome. You know, Vince and JC, they, they just, you know, they do a great job doing what they do, you know, getting out there and just bringing good vibes and energy to the facility when they're there. So um, it was just a heck of a lot of fun. The Lap King app itself, um, you know, I mentioned to you, Jamie, that at first I was skeptical. I just, sure. uh, what is this? You know, you try to be in a lip pro or what? Yeah, I don't really get it, you know. And But once we got it out there, we were using it in our facility. It really just kind of hit home and, and just saw what a blast people were having with it. Um, it just brings a whole new element to, to practice and, and just gives it some, gives the guys something fun to kind of go chase after. Right. So, you know, I was talking to Vince and, and, you know, he was telling me we have the ability to actually stream that to a, a TV screen. So our plan here is we're going to put up a big screen over in the pavilion. Now the pavilion is actually something else we've done. We put some, some, uh, mister systems in there to cool everybody down on the hot days. But, uh, we figure we put a big screen up there, and, and everybody can have their lap times up there with the lap king, Heck and yeah. kind of like on like K1 speed or whatever, you know. Everybody's got their scores up there, and yeah. you're kind of dialing all day. And that's what it's all know, about, just, man. Just kind of, yeah, just bring a fun element to it, you know. And that's that's kind of what we're going with, with the facility here. Um, you know, just overall, we want to bring the fun back to motocross. You know, I think all of us when we started in this sport, it was fun. You know, and, and we'd go, we'd camp at the track all weekend with the family and hang out with kids, riding bicycles and yep. what have you. And then we tend to take it too serious. <laughs> and everybody wants to be the next pro. And, and, you know, they're getting in the training programs and what have you. And that's great. I get it. You know, I mean, we're trying to breed these little athletes and, you know, these, these kids trying to train them just how to be, a, you know, a, just a, a, a good human being when they get, you know, further in life. Sure. But, we got to get back to the fun. Yeah. You know, that's, that's where I think we're missing in motocross is just the fun. I think that's one of the best parts about, I don't like being old, but the best parts about being a vet rider is it is fun all the time. And my training program consists of trying to get to in and out burger before and after my races. <laughs> Man, if I could do that, I won today. <laughs> yeah. Working on that suspension setup. I huh? keep stiffening it up. Yeah. Got to, got to keep stiffening the, uh, the sag a little bit. <laughs> So, yeah, hey. no, that's and that's yeah, that's great. I was gonna say, I mean, one of the best, you know, the most fun events that we've had out here since I've I've been running Oak Hill was our Motomasters yeah. and uh, and TBRC weekend. Yep, yeah, um, I, I know, unfortunately just, missed just, that round, but I know, I know, um, but that was just a bunch of good guys just out to have a good time that weekend, and and you know, egos were, you know, I mean, a little bit of ego on the on the track, but they get. And it gets left at the track once you get back into the pits. It's all about having a good time. Oh, it is. It is, man. Especially the TVRC guys. Uh, you know, Shand and uh, Mike Hans and those guys that are a big part of it, they, they've kind of taught me that that group of guys, that, that series is really a party that just happened to have a motocross race with it. <laughs> Amen. And that's what yeah. it's supposed to be about. You yeah. Know? So, hey, I, I noticed yeah. on social media that uh, Shannon Iday was out there doing some training. Is that something that's going to be a long-term deal? Well, that's something we're working on. Okay. Um, he's, he's trying to get through his uh, thing with the edge, figure out where that's going to go. Right. Um, so it's not set in stone yet. It's, okay. It's leaning, it's leaning that way. 
that he will be a permanent fixture out here and and you know it'll basically be his own thing he'll just be running his camp here on a permanent basis so cool uh, we're pretty excited about that because something this facility is definitely capable of handling um but especially with I, you multiple know, tracks I've, I've now a, yeah yeah exactly yeah uh, but we have so much on our plate as it is that it was going to be hard for us to implement anything like that in the near future. So, okay. uh, you know, I kind of see it as a, just a, a, you know, possibly a blessing that, that it all kind of transpired the way it did. Right. Well, well, Kevin, um, I just blanked. Oh, uh, upcoming events. What, what have you got coming up in the next couple months? How what events uh, are on your calendar? Well, so, the big event is going to be our the, the 42nd annual Fly Racing GNC International Motocross Final. It's a mouthful. I didn't make up the name. I'm <laughs> just trying to carry on the tradition here. <laughs> hey, it's got Fly Racing in it. I'm in. Yeah, it's got Fly. Fly's the title sponsor on it. You know, Mike will be out here representing them and their brand, and and so that'll be good. Um, and that's going to be just a uh, just a, it's going to be a three moto format. Uh, we're practicing Sunday, and the reason we did that, we, we're allowing all the people traveling from California and what have you to leave Friday night, be able to get here in time for practice Sunday. We're going to race Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, three-moto format, and uh, then they can pack up and get on the road on the Loretta's. So uh, that's going to be good. And i got to announce we're going to be doing a special event at nighttime on that uh, at that race. Um, it's going to be something pretty cool. It's going to be... You know, because everybody's trying to do the sidewinder or what have you with their pit bike races. Well, if you know our facility, there's some old horse racing gates that are down below on the flats. Yeah. We're going to leave, we're going to utilize those horse racing gates. We're going to have something that we're going to call pit rhythm. Okay. I don't know if you can figure it out from there, but it's going to be just like straight rhythm, but on pit bikes. And you're going to shoot out of them horse gates. So I love it. Uh, I think that's going to be, yeah, I think that's going to be a pretty fun deal. So, yeah. Um, I could see some yeah, takeouts in that, that event. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. And this is a call <laughs> out to uh, to Ronnie Mack and Stank Dog. I'm trying to get them down here to see if we can have a rematch from the uh, from last year's straight rhythm. Oh, I so, like it. I like it. You know? I, I, may, yeah. uh, I may try to text those guys and see uh, if I can. Yeah, I'll send some texts out, see if I get any response. Neither one of those guys are very good yeah. about answering texts, but I could imagine. No, they're not. The little <laughs> bit that I put out to them, I've got zero back, yeah. so hopefully uh, <laughs> they'll answer you. So. Well, I, I talked to Stank but, uh, at yeah, Muddy Creek. This, I talked to Stank at Muddy Creek this weekend. I was like, dude, you never answer your phone. And I actually had never met him before. I just had his number because I'm buddies with Daniel Blair, who's really good friends with him. And I was like, yeah, man, you never yeah. answered my text. And uh, he said, well, I know who you are now. I promise I'll answer. So we'll see. <laughs> right on. Here's, here's a good test for it. Yeah, yeah. So, well, hey. yeah, so we got that. Go ahead. No, no, finish up. Go ahead. Uh, just that's our big event here in July. So, okay. uh, you know, to all, to all our local Texas riders, we're going to be open this Wednesday, so tomorrow for, for practice, and then Saturday and Sunday. And then we'll actually be shutting down for the rest of July until that's going to match on the 22nd. So, you want to spin some laps out here, get some motos in. This is going to be your week to do it. Cool. We we have a lot of listeners in uh, the East Texas, North Texas, Dallas, Fort Worth, all that area. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully you'll have a good turnout, man. And be, especially if you're going to be shut down for like a, a month, getting prepared or a few weeks getting prepared, <laughs> you need a big turnout. Yeah, so we got guys, a lot of cleanup. Yeah, if you guys are in the area, you get out there, support Oak Hill this weekend and Wednesday night. Uh, Kevin, what what are your social media contacts for the track? Uh, social media contacts. I mean, you can you can look us up on Instagram. Uh, don't know what our thing's just at Oak Hill MX there. Yeah, I think. Um, 
and uh, Facebook, uh, OKLabMax. You can find us there. Cool. Um, wish I was a little better, better versed at all that. That's my wife's department. But most people, uh, <laughs> I, I, most people know it's not too hard to search for it. So I just, yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, so yeah. It, it comes yeah. up. Kevin, man, I really appreciate you coming on tonight um, and contacting me. I think it was a week or two ago because uh, I didn't, you know, I wasn't really sure who was buying the place, and we definitely want to get back out there. We'd love to get the Moto X Pod show out there in the near future, maybe do something. So thanks, man, for coming on. That'd be really cool. I appreciate you guys giving me a bus. Absolutely, Kevin. Kevin Coleman, Oak Hill MX. You guys go check them out. You know the track. Now you know the new owner. Go support them. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. All right. Thank you. Okay. See you, bud. All right. Yeah, I, uh, like you said, you've been there a lot. I'm, unfortunately, I've never got to put a fast, well, <laughs> fast for me, lap in because I had shattered my collarbone like two years ago and was supposed to be out six weeks, and I think at five weeks was the Oak Hill race, so I just basically went rode around. And that, that's <laughs> it. That's pretty much the only time I've had on there was just kind of cruising. Yeah, and that's that's a tough track to cruise around on. Yeah, well, my goal when I went, I told my girl, well, fiancé now, girlfriend at the time, I was like, I'm just going to go just putt around and get some points. But if you go slow in that sand, you're going to crash. It's even harder. So I had to start going faster <laughs> and faster, and I think I ended up fifth that day, which wasn't bad. There you go. But, uh, TJ, TJ, I come back with, cause that's because you're a sandbagger, but whatever, dude. <laughs> hey, TJ's not here. We can yeah. give him all the ribbon we want. Yeah, that's it. So, guys, like I said, Kevin Coleman, Oak Hill, we're going to uh, one more break, and we will be back with Ryder DeFrancisco. This is Kyle Chisholm. You're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Our next guest is one of my favorite uh, new riders, a guy that I got to meet at Freestone, and he's definitely uh, he's one of my heroes already. And he is brought to you by MX Girl Designs. If you need new graphics for your pit bike, your uh, motocross, current bike, vintage bike, anything you need graphics for, Charlene can make them for you. Hit up Char at MX Girl Designs. She's got incredible product great ideas and great prices and our next rider our next guest is rider d francisco what's up rider what's up man um just sitting here doing some interviews and i i'm messing up really bad tonight i am tongue-tied and i really suck tonight that's all there is to it 
<laughs> so, uh, so man, you just came off an amazing uh, week at Mammoth. Eight bears. Dude, yeah, I got the rest of the eight bears now. Um, Tom, I think I could have got nine, but uh, one of them got a bad start and uh, got held up in the back. So uh, it was a great weekend and uh, stoked. I mean, I've, I've won three classes every national I've gone to. So uh, yeah. trying to keep this year rolling and rolling it good. Yeah, it seems to me like your your stock is going up. Kawasaki's going to have to come up with a big paycheck here in a couple mm-hmm. years. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, man. So tell us, like, what classes, you know, what were some of the big classes that you raced in, and who were some of the big competition you uh, battled for with? Shoot me one, dude. That's the gnarliest class. I mean, um, it's the biggest class in Maybank Weekend, that Mammoth, so uh, everyone watches it. It's pretty cool, but, um, I mean, all the 85s and shoot me classes were stacked. I mean, you always had to be on your A game, so... Um, mm-hmm. It was fun racing against the bigger guys, shooting new ones, and uh, seeing where seeing where I can hold up there. But uh, 85 was good. I won all my classes, and um, it's a great week to move forward on. Yeah, it's pretty amazing watching what you do, man. Watching these, you know, your your Instagram and how how fast you are and how talented you are. But at the same time, you're just a, a cool kid and having a good time and I, I love seeing your big smile man and your hair flowing of course makes it even cooler yeah uh, try to keep that hair flowing as long as i can there you go there you go so what was the toughest moto of the weekend was there one in particular where you were just you know elbow to elbow with anybody yeah it was the first first moto to kick off the weekend um i got a bad start and uh I was back of the pack. I was like, oh, here we, here we can go. I mean, start off with that. But uh, I went down in that one. Um, I was running fourth. And then um, managed to go back to the track and pull it together and uh, win every single class after that. But uh, that's the only really bad moto I had. Yeah. And uh, barely made the race. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty crazy. How stressful was that? It's pretty stressful. I think I passed, like, six dudes on the last lap. I can't explain. <laughs> Six spots. I was like, oh, there's no way. <laughs> wow. That, that's I cool, right? Oh, yeah. Your mechanic. Yeah, he's uh, he he just texted me a little bit ago. And, you know, I ordered one of your T-shirts, which we're, we're going to talk about that fundraiser here in a minute. But he sent me uh, one of your T-shirts out today. Cause I got to support my boy, Ryder D. And like I said, we will talk about that here in just a moment. But I, I really like Akua. He's a good dude. You got a good foundation. Your parents are really cool. Um, what does that mean for you to have such a, an incredible foundation behind you? I mean, it means everything. Uh, my mechanic, he's one of the top. He was one of the top A dudes. Uh, I mean, I can go out there and trust him with anything he says, and um, I hope I hope he can work with me through a whole career. Um, it'd be great. I mean, he knows me the best on the bike, like my dad, but. Um, great um, everyone supports me whatever i do whatever i want um they're always behind my back so it's a great team to have and uh pretty proud absolutely hey Ryder john here uh you mentioned that you you're starting to dabble in the super mini classes and stuff at mammoth uh what classes are you going to focus on for loretta's this year i'm sure you're hoping to come out swinging and uh, take home a couple titles there yeah, it'll be 9 to 12 and 12 to 13. Um, I had a chance to shoot me one and 12 to 14, but I'm going to stick in the lower classes and try to get those two. 
Definitely. You got plenty of time for those next two classes. Uh, but I look forward to seeing you there. I'll just be in the vet class, but I always love watching watching you young rippers go. And uh, man, you've got you have some style on that mini bike that's definitely second to none. Thank you. Yeah, Ryder, you know, we talked about this last time he was on. He still gets to go out and have a little bit of fun with his buddies. He'll go ride with his competition sometimes, Jet Reynolds or those guys, and they go out, and you can tell they have a good time. And I think that's really important, and we talked about that. I hope you keep that up. Um, you know, I, I got the chance to, like, interview Eli Tomac this weekend at Muddy Creek, and that was one of the things we talked about. It's like he doesn't really get to go just have fun, you know, riding his dirt bike. He doesn't get to go out and play ride is what I mean. He has to, It's serious all the time. And uh, I would think that would kind of be a bummer at times. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as as long as it as long as, uh, doesn't turn into a job right now, uh, it's, it's, it's super fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's a job for them every day, you know. It's like going to work. Um, I, think, I think as the amateur career goes on and, I mean, it's all fun um, right. until you get to that big that big bike career. Uh, you got to take it pretty serious. Yeah, well, and I got to give Eli credit. He did say he still has fun. That he learned, you know, when he went down with that shoulder injury a few couple years ago, and he was out for a while. He he said he told you know he learned he told himself, hey, I like my job. This is fun. I'm lucky. We just don't necessarily see it on his facial expressions all the time, but. I really hope the younger generation, you and Jet and Carson Mumford and those you guys, continue to have the personalities that you do. Um, but anyway, I mentioned the T-shirt, so you guys are doing a fundraiser because you're you're going to the FIM Junior World Championships in Australia next month or in August. Tell us a little bit about that um, that event and how somebody can order a T-shirt to help support that. Um, I mean anything that direct message on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, but um glad to got to be going there. I've never been to Australia or anything overseas. So um glad to be going with uh some pretty close friends, Aiden Shero, Max Miller and all those guys. Mm-hmm. So uh should be fun and uh battling out those people I've never I've never raced before. Um yeah. pretty good over there. Sure. Should be some new competition and some new tracks. So uh excited. Now is this is this event like an outdoor style or like a mini supercross or what is it? Um, I met some friends at uh Millsaps training facility and they live like an hour from them. They study ride all the time, but um they said it's not it's not the best track and uh I mean any track's not the best. But, uh, <laughs> right, right. I mean <laughs> go on there uh thinking it's the best track and have some fun. Cool, man. Um all right. So tell you know, one of your biggest sponsors is Jimmy John's. How did that come about? Uh, we have a friend from Bakersfield here. Uh, he's known Kevin since I mean, Kevin was a little kid. I mean, Kevin's from here, so uh, everyone everyone really knows him here. Um, yeah. But uh, he he called him up and was like, "Hey, we got this kid from Bakersfield that uh, that's won the biggest national twice, and uh, I guess he showed him a video or something." But um, he, Kevin was like, I like that kid, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so <laughs> right before the run, uh, we went to, like, his, like, little office still. We met up with him and um, played around a little bit. And uh, it's been that ever since. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, and I'm sure you follow the Nationals, right? I mean, week in, week out. What do you think about what's going on with all these crazy injuries and, and guys like Dylan Ferrandez this weekend going 11-1 for, or 
yeah, Levin won for second overall. It's pretty crazy how that that class is shaping up this year. I know the two fifty class is the best one to watch. I feel. I mean, Ken Roxon makes it fun to watch in the four fifty class, but yeah. uh, Jerry Martin. I mean, I'm afraid he's all right in that one. That one's hard. Yeah, I like I said, I had literally just walked into the media tent to to upload an interview, and I was watching it on the screen when he went down, and man, my heart just sunk. I had just talked to him like an hour before. And he's such a good dude, but I, thankfully it sounds like he's going to be okay. Couple two month recovery time, I think. So could have been a lot worse. Yeah, definitely. Uh, hope he's all right and uh, get back for A one or East Coast. Yeah, uh, d- for he's, sure. He's one of my he's one of my favorite guys. So he has a good style. <laughs> that's uh, that's actually leads me into my next question. Uh, you mentioned Kenny makes the four fifty class more interesting. Uh, do you have a couple of favorite riders that you're usually pulling for? You know, in, in the big leagues. I like Tomac. I mean, I've been to his place. That place is supposed to. Uh, I mean, that's definitely got some attention for me to him. But uh, I like Roxon just because of all all the stuff he's gone through, and he's still on that front. And uh, never he never quits. So. Uh, I like I like Rosham the most. Definitely, you can't you can't beat somebody that you just you know like that that'll come back from from whatever injury. You mentioned riding at Tomac's place as well. Uh, how how'd that eighty five do up in the elevation? It wasn't too bad. Uh, I just got back from Mammoth. Uh, Mammoth <laughs> is worse. Uh, the bikes up there at Tomac's weren't too bad. So I mean, all the jumps were pretty wide open, but. My track's so sick. I mean, anything you can think of on a dirt bike track, he has. Uh, uphills, downhills, huge jumps. Anything, really. I only got to do, like, four full laps on it. But, uh, <laughs> it's pretty fun. Yeah, that, that would be a – that's a pretty cool thing about being in a position like you're in. You're, I mean, you're a pretty famous kid. You're obviously one of the top riders coming up, and you get a chance to go ride and hang out with, you know, a guy like Kenny or Eli or any, anybody of those guys, that's got to be pretty surreal. Yeah. The Tomac, I mean, he, he goes around that place so fast. His <laughs> house. I mean, he's testing him. I mean, I would never think a guy could go that fast on a dirt bike. Yeah. Well, one day I got a feeling you're going to be going that fast on a 450. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> definitely, you you keep it up. You're you're definitely on the right track, buddy. Thank you. So I got a couple more for you. Uh, we know we talked about you know you're a big fan of Pulp. I'm a big fan of Pulp. Um, a few weeks back, I mentioned that you were a fan of his, and he 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 added you to his only two riders that he likes in the amateur ranks. Um, what do you th- what do you think about Mathis? You know, saying okay, I like Rider D now, and and. What, when we when are you going to call into the show? Dude, I me and my mechanic, we've been he stayed at the house like last Monday, and I was like, "Bro, let's call in, let's call in, let's call in." It was like too late in the show. Yeah, but we've always wanted to call in, and um, maybe one day. Yeah, you need to sure. do it, man. I I, uh, I actually emailed him and said, "Hey, I'm going to get Ryder to call in," and you, yeah, definitely you need to call in. He'll talk to you, man, and he's pretty cool. He kind of busted my balls a little bit last night because. I guess my call wasn't very good, or I, I maybe I had some bad information. I'm sure when you listen, you'll hear it. But he gave me a little bit of shit about it. But uh, yeah, Mathis is good people, man. I would definitely dig hearing you call in. So we need to make that happen. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So hey, my last question is, uh, and I texted you about this a couple weeks ago. I've I've kind of been communicating with Vanessa O'Brien with Kawasaki, 
She is an amazing PR person. The, the whole company, Kawasaki, is amazing. Tell us, you know, like, I, what, what dealing with a person like Vanessa and the, the team as a whole has been like for you? Kawasaki's great. Um, I don't know where to start off. I mean, Vanessa, she's a fun person to work with. Uh, I mean, she's cracking jokes. With every every second, she's cracking jokes with me, and uh, it's nonstop fun with the whole Kawasaki crew. Uh, Ryan Holiday, uh, he looks pretty straightforward all the time, but uh, he can crack some jokes sometimes, and we can have some fun. Uh, the whole, I mean, everyone over there. Uh, happy and a guy that drives the truck. Everyone is so involved in uh, the Kawasaki crew and is willing to help to do anything from uh, to me to the bike to my mechanic to anything. They want they want everything perfect. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I'm I'm very uh, very proud that I got a chance to meet you, and I feel like you and I you and I are kind of bros now. And um, so I hope that for your entire career, you'll be willing to come on this show if it lasts that long. And uh, we'll always oh, be yeah. we'll always Never. be behind Ryder D, man. Definitely, we're we're big fans over here. Definitely, whenever 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 I get a text to come on the show, I will. Absolutely, man, Ryder. Thank you so much. Congratulations on kicking everybody's butt this week or last weekend. And hey, man, stay safe and continue to do it and go win some Loretta's championships. Thank you. All right, Ryder. You have a good night, and I will holler at you soon, bud. Later. You too. All right. See ya. Ryder D. Francisco, man, he is going to be amazing, I think. I definitely agree. Like I was telling him, uh, not just because he was on the phone, that kid really has a style and yes. technique on the bike that it's it's natural, you know, and yeah. it says a lot for his brand power that Jimmy Johns didn't stick around on the pro ranks very long, but they haven't wavered from supporting him, and uh, maybe in a couple of years he can bring that big sponsor back into the pro scene. Absolutely. The Team Green Freaky fast, Jimmy John's number one ninety nine. He is a bad kid, and uh, man, just just a delight to talk to. No All doubt. right, we're gonna try to call TJ real quick and wrap this show up. Uh, so you guys just hang tight. You know this is where it gets real janky when we're doing it like this. But uh, that's cool. We're uh, we got to wrap this thing up. Maybe we'll talk a little more Muddy Creek. And I got a long drive, and we're our studio is your bedroom temporarily. It is. Uh, I've got to move these tables out of the way and uh, pull my bed back out. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Hello. DJ TJ. Hold on one second. Okay. Well, I mean, there we go. The, the, listeners, there we go. the listeners are anxiously awaiting. And there's nobody waiting to hear from me. Nobody likes my opinions anyway. No, I actually got like about, you know, we have, I think we have about 2,000 listeners every month. I had 3,000 people tell me they didn't want to hear you anymore. Exactly. Exactly. So <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So it, it, it was actually, I thought you were giving everybody a gift and not bugging me tonight. No, we just, I, dude, I was telling you, I was running extremely late. Usually I'm here by six o'clock. I think I got here about 640 and had to get everything together and, uh, yeah, so I didn't get a chance. We rushed the opening a little bit. And I have made so many tongue-tied mistakes tonight. It's pathetic. Darkside's pulling well, his ponytail out. He's been beating himself up. Yeah, man, it's been bad. <laughs> but the interviews, I think, have been pretty good. The the guests have been good. John was good. Um, I just have sucked pretty bad. But, man, we had uh, AC. We had Lap King yeah. guys, Kevin Coleman, the new owner of Oak Hill. And we yeah. just got done talking to Ryder D. 
Oh, really? How's that? How's the guy from Oak Hill? He's good, man. He's a cool deal. Cool dude. Um, yeah. I didn't really like uh, his reason for moving to Biokill. His reason was he had to get out of California. That I wasn't Heck, really, yeah. I wasn't really down with that. But other than that, <laughs> he, he's a good dude. That seems to be the common thing theme with the Californians. They they can't get out of there fast enough. It's the politics, though, man. It's not. That's what it is. Yeah. It's not how awesome everything else is. It's the politics and what it costs to live there. And the cost of living probably more than anything. People put up a politics for the kind of weather and greatness they have up there. Yeah. Just it's, it's just the cost of living. So, hey, you'll get a kick out of this. So I sli- okay. I slipped Doc a question when AC was on because you know Doc Doc's didn't ha- he didn't know for one he was coming on the show so he didn't he didn't get a chance to prepare anything. So I slipped. And he's him a, learning. I sl- yeah, and I slipped him a question that says, "Hey AC, when you win a championship, what would you buy with a bonus?" So yeah. Doc Doc reads it as, "Hey, when you won your amateur championships, what did you buy yeah. with the bones?" <laughs> and first of all, uh, I thought he was great. just being a cool kid and changing money to bones, basically. But no, yeah. he, he just can't read like you. He, he read bonus as bones. It could be your writing. It might be. I I I made him. I made him look kind of bad, so I feel bad for him. He was embarrassed. <laughs> I gave him a good question to ask. Did you ask that question, Doc? He's not. He I told he I let him leave after AC. He wanted to get back with his buddy. Oh, oh that's right. He has friend over. I told him to ask AC about his social media. Stuff. He did. He, he did, did ask that. that. Yep. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. So. So that was good. Anyway, yeah. I was curious. I can't wait to listen in on that, John. So you uh, you're going to Loretta's, huh? I'm going to Loretta's. Yes, Pretty sir. Sick. I drove right by it the other day, Sunday. Oh, really? Yeah. Just did, you, did you swing in there and look at it? Dude, I wanted to. I was so tired, and we still had like nine hours or whatever it is. And I, no, we didn't even get home until 8.30 at night. I just, I said, I've seen pictures. Yeah. I'll go some other day. I wanted to get home. And then we ended up stopping in Memphis to eat. Yeah, it was just, I was ready to get if home, you, dude. If you would have seen it, it would have been, you would have blown your mind just how tiny that place Yeah, is. I've heard it's pretty anticlimactic when you see it. Yeah. During any other time but the week of Loretta's, I was gonna yeah, say exactly. if you can check it out before you know whenever yeah. it's all grass, there's not really much infrastructure there, or anything like that, and then go see it right, the week right. of it. I mean, it, it's pretty insane what they turned that place into. Yeah, yeah, I just didn't have right. the time. Well, everybody's gonna be. It's gonna be awesome. We've got a lot of kids, like fast kids from the area, that are gonna be there. So sure. they could be really representing Texas really good this year. And, and a fast vet or two. I mean, shit. Yeah. John's and gonna Painter. Go. Yeah. And um and Moeller and who else yep. we got at Moeller? Who else? Who else? Who are you worried about Moeller in that twenty five class? Dark side. Yeah, Darkside's uh he's been threatening me over here, but uh but, but he's a sea rider, remember? Well, so he's I, a I'll back. go he's as, a sea bagger. I'm gonna sign up as somebody else. I'm gonna sign up as TJ uh, Smith. I gotta say oh, okay. though, uh all all joking aside, um Mike Brown's he's he's gonna be tough oh. to beat. Uh I'm I'm Is he I'm, gonna be in the plus five? That's that's what they're telling me. And uh, uh. you know, I, I hate to be that kind of guy. Mike Brown's definitely probably got more talent in his <laughs> left hand than I do in my whole body. <laughs> but it doesn't help me in the fact that I'm riding my same bike from twenty seventeen. Right. It's my practice bike, my race bike, and my dream bike all in one. And uh yeah, yeah I'm hoping I can go out there and give old Mike a run for his money. I think you can. I mean, especially if he's going to, I mean, 
I can't imagine him riding the plus 25. I figured he'd ride the older vet classes and just clean up and He'll probably ride all of them. <laughs> you, go, you can only ride two. Yeah, oh. I was going to say, fortunately at Loretta's, he can only uh, sweep two classes. Gotcha. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, like I said, I'm I'm gonna be out for blood. I wanna I wanna beat Mike Brown. It's on record. Dude, that that would be that would be a um, like like a crowning achievement. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I no doubt about just it. Straight I'm just, up and beat him, and yeah. I'm just trying to be number one vet rider. <laughs> the number one vet rider. I love it. I love it. Hey TJ, before we let you go, give us uh give us your highlight for Muddy Creek. Highlight for Muddy Creek has to be. Uh, I don't have any. Okay. I didn't find anything that I was really like a highlight on. I mean, we've got we've got some more parody. You know, with the 450s, the guys that are you know, I mean, obviously challenging. And I think my low light, obviously, Baggett is just I just expected so much more. Yeah. I was breaking my heart like every time he's on the track. And then um, the 250 class. I don't think anybody wants the title. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I mean but, I, but I was, I don't know. It's exciting, but it's a bummer at the same time. I hate that Zach's hurt and, yeah. and J Mart's hurt. And... The, the, I'll tell you what the highlight is. The highlight is the racing has actually been good. Yes. Um, and the highlight is seeing some of these guys. And I know I'm one of the first people to say that the, the field's not stacked and these guys, but seeing these guys who don't normally get a bunch of light shined on them. Getting some time and getting some, you know, just some exposure. That's awesome. And um, so, I mean, I, I think that that's really the highlight of what's yeah. going to happen this year. Hey, These guys who haven't been shined on are going to have some light on them. Right. Hey, ask me my highlight. What's your <laughs> highlight? Hanging out with Blake Baggett and him giving me his helmet signed. <sighs> oh, man, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That, that, that That's so cool. But... We know that we're not keeping that helmet. That helmet is going to go to one of our lucky Patreon listeners. TJ's not thrilled yeah. about that. Selfless dark side. I love it. It's the show, man. Dark, it, 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 dark, dark side is very selfless. Uh, it, but you, uh, in the way he acts, but what nobody sees on the other side, is it, all this selflessness just goes. So, it's what? We, I didn't hear that. I said all the selflessness is just there to feed your ego. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> he has an all, all, <laughs> alternate agenda. Yeah, well, it was really cool, man. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I think I sent you a picture, and I touched on it at the beginning of the show. So we have a helmet signed by Blake Baggett. This is the stuff that we've been given so far to give away to our Patreon listeners who are year one. A, a Blake Baggett signed helmet, Cole Seeley autographed goggles, um... I believe Adam C. and Cirillo signed goggles, Michael awesome. Moseman signed goggles, Austin Forkner jersey, Eli Tomac, two Eli Tomac gloves, one each will go to somebody. Yeah. Um, trying to think. A Ray is supposed to send me a jersey. Great. Uh, I'm Are you going to get an A Ray like, like factory Yamaha jersey? No, it's going to be one of his older ones. He only had a couple. Oh, okay. of, he, he couldn't give those away. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, say he's hoarding I, I don't know how many of them he stole from the truck. I did go to the signing Saturday night, and those guys are just signing ahead of time before people are getting in there. And when it was over, there was a stack of – there were some A-Ray factory Yamaha ones, some J-Mart ones. I think I got a couple Eli's, and I'm going to throw those into some of the giveaways. I don't know how many I have total, but I grabbed whatever was left over. So awesome. we can send some of those out. And I, I know I have some other stuff. I'd have to kind of look at what I have. Oh, I have a – Eli Tomac, uh, 
Supercross Championship T-shirt that he signed, I believe. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, I, I can't. I can't remember what else, man. There's uh, what we um, Gary Sutherland sent a jersey signed. So I'm sure we have at least one Patreon listener that's an off-road fan. They can get a Gary Sutherland jersey, number one jersey, if I'm not mistaken. No, that one wasn't. Wait. No, one number one. Never mind. I'll take that back. But anyway, a lot of cool stuff, man. That's gonna be awesome, dude. Well, yeah. Nobody else is giving away stuff like that, so that's that's gonna just put us up up there. One of the greatest shows ever, right? Yeah. Auto X Pod climbing <laughs> up the ladder. Well, how cool was it yeah. when when I was interviewing? I know you said you listened to him and listened to A Ray, and at the end, he's like, "Dude, the show is blowing up." I know, man. I'm telling you, we got to figure out some way to get you to all these races. Uh, dude, I'm down, man. It was it was cool. You know, we this at this last race, and then I guess tonight we've talked to some guys we never talked to before, like AC. Uh, well, I guess I have talked to Barsha before, but not nearly as long. I mean, they invited me up into the truck. I was in the lounge, kind of felt like Mathis or Weed. So it was pretty wow. cool. Yeah, it's it good times, man. The only one that <laughs> okay, here I got two things that were negative for me. So I walk into the factory Husky tent, got my my credentials on, looking for um, filthy, and one of the employees, I don't know who he was, he was sitting down in the chair. He's like, "Hey, you can't walk through here." I showed him my media badge. He's like, I don't care. Go around. I was like, okay. Huh. That was kind of odd. And then I busted my ass in front of pretty much the entire crowd, really, at the at the track. What happened? Okay, so the crowd sits on a hillside. It rained really hard for a little while right. Saturday morning before the motos. And we walked down to the bleachers, and we're me and Amber, and we're talking. And I go, hey, I'm going to go back up. I gotta, I'm going to go get some interviews. And as I'm walking up the hill, on this off-camber hill, it was like being on ice, dude. I just My feet came out from under me. I slam on my right side, mud from the, my shoes to my elbows, dude. Covered in mud. Look, the good thing is, is it, it kept you humble, you know, when you <laughs> needed a little bit of grounding. So. Yeah, I, I stood up in the little track, em- <laughs> the, the facility employee or whatever. He's like, dude, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just embarrassed. Turn around, people are laughing their asses off. I'm like, yeah, I would be, I'd be laughing too. So then I come back ten minutes later, and they've laid a bunch of gravel down. So that's great. Yeah, that was that was embarrassing. So anyway, all right, TJ. Hey, man, we are. At, well, guys, y'all have it. Y'all finishing? Y'all wrapping it up? Or y'all? Or what? Yep, we're done. We're at an hour and fifty eight minutes right now. Um, till and we're like, eight we, minutes right. past my bedtime, so I've, I've got to get this <laughs> couch pulled time. back out. I still, yeah, you gotta get you gotta get John to sleep because he's gotta get he gotta get the, all the sleep and the whole time you're there, making sure he's not sitting around being lazy playing Fortnite twenty four seven. There you go. Well, I got I still <laughs> gotta edit this thing real quick. So yeah, we're gonna get off here and call it. All a right, night. guys. All right, see ya later, all TJ. Right, all right, that is episode eighty four. I want to thank Doc Smith for sitting in. John Moeller, thank you very much, buddy. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. I had a blast, and Glad. I look forward to being on again. Right on. I'm glad you did it because I don't like doing this by myself. <laughs> In here solo. That would be tough. It's, it is. So got, I don't know who we have exactly next week. I've got a couple people lined up, but we'll be back with episode 85. See ya. All right. We've got a little bonus segment here because we had a couple giveaways that I forgot to do. Isn't that awesome? So the Lap King guys who were on earlier tonight are giving three lifetime memberships away. That's pretty badass, man. That's that's really cool. I'd like to get one of those. So we have a trivia question that John Muller came up with. John, what's your trivia question? All right, guys. And again, this is for the Lap King give- giveaways. Uh, I wish I was eligible for this one, to be completely <laughs> honest. 
What brand was Jeremy McGrath riding in 1997 during the Supercross campaign whenever he infamously, I guess briefly, gave up the title reign? All right, guys, so that's the question. Um, I want you, the first three people, to email me the answer at darksidemx3 at aol.com. Get the three lifetime uh, Lap King memberships. All right, tonight is the night of the four-stroke Amsoil giveaway, thanks to Dane Evans. So we, we had Adam C. and Cirillo on earlier. First person that can tell me how many Loretta Lynn championships he won at darksidemx3 at aol.com gets the Amsoil uh, four-stroke kit. So I apologize to everybody that we missed, uh, didn't get that in earlier in the show, but we got it in now. So if you listened all the way to the end, you get a chance to win some cool stuff. And we got some other stuff coming soon. We'll talk more about it next week. Thanks. Thanks.